whatever profession you're in, you know there's something more to learn because everything changes all the time. It gets better, it gets faster, it gets different. So we always are learning. Even if we are tired of learning, you're always learning. Are you ready to transform your life? This is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth, even while working full-time. Get ready to take notes. Here's your host, Socket Jane. Hi, Great to Wealth listeners. If you own and manage real estate, maybe you're ready for a lifestyle change. By selling your real estate, of course, you may have to pay substantial capital gain taxes. One option that may help you solve this is to learn about doing a 1031 tax deferred real estate exchange because you may be able to defer all of the capital gain taxes and you could even exchange into a replacement property that may allow you to get rid of all of the headaches that are involved with being an active landlord. My friend Ray Druitt is a managing director with Bangerter Financial Services and his goal is to help you understand all of the rules associated with 1031 exchanges. To learn more, you may call him directly at 801-312-9482. Once again, it's 801-312-9482. Or you may visit his website at 1031.bangerterfinancial.com slash 1031guy. Please be sure to see disclosures in the show notes. Welcome back, my great to wealth listeners. Today, we're going to talk to another physician. Her name is Felicia Freud. Felicia, how are you? I'm doing well, Saket. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to talking to you. I'm always looking for people who broke out of their, especially as a physician, you guys go through a gruesome training of eight to 10 years <laughs> and some more than I guess even that, even longer than that. And then when you have a passion of helping people and building freedom for yourself, you go into the investing world. I'm always looking yeah. forward to that. I know you know Tom Burns. So we had a talk with him a few weeks ago as well. It was a phenomenal interview. So I'm going to build upon that as well. Felicia, I'm really excited to having you here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we can make it work. Yes. Felicia, let's start with Migrate to Wealth. What does that mean to you? That's a great question. When I first read it, that was exactly what I thought. What is he getting at here? What's he talking about? And it's moving. Migrate is a move. And whether it's birds migrating from cold to warm, or it's a move, and we can think about it that way, moving from your cold place of lack of to your warm place of I have everything I need and can reach significance with that in my life. Does that make sense? I so, love that. No, that may, actually I've never heard it described that. It's always interesting when you have a certain picture and words in your head and somebody tells you in a way which is more powerful than that. I'm definitely <laughs> going to use that again. No, thank you for sharing that. What has been your migration story, Felicia? My parents are professionals and I grew up with go to school, get a job, work till you don't work anymore, at, which yeah. is retirement at whatever yeah. age that is these days. And I did that. I went to medical school residency. I became one of the first 100 female urologists in the country. So I've always awesome. been this person that's going to push against the grain. You know, urology traditionally, had traditionally been a man's field because most urology patients are men, but I just loved it. Anyway, got in there, started practicing, and about five years in, I got this just whisper from universe, God, source, whatever you call it, of this isn't it. You're not done yet, mm. which was a shock to me. I'm in my first practice in Minnesota. We just remodeled our kitchen. We just bought this big house that was beautiful. We loved it. We had two kids at the time, I think. Yes, two children. Right. And this isn't it. And I was like, I didn't know what to do with that. Over time, we moved from Minnesota because it was just way too cold. 
and I moved to Kansas, back to Kansas City, which is where my family is, and had a patient who was a young woman. She came, we gave her appointment time. She came to that appointment time. She always seemed happy. She had her urology issues going on, but we just got to talk and it's like, what do you do, Jamie? And she said, I'm a real estate investor. Mm. At that time, actually, we had bought a building. I had bought a building with some other female physicians and we were practicing out of that building, but I hadn't put that in my mind at that time that that was real estate investing. So Jamie, we talked, we talked, we talked. She actually, the first house we bought, she went there with me, looked at it with me and challenged me. He's like, if you don't buy this, I'm going to buy it. If wow. you buy it, I'll let you use our rehab folks to put it together. If you buy it, can't rent it or are losing money in any way, I'll buy it from you. She so, gave you no other option. Okay. Like, how can you say no to it? <laughs> are you pushing me, Jamie, just a little bit? Yes, she did. Yeah. She did worked out. And then we were kind of on a rocket ship. We had played Cashflow 101. We thought we knew what we were doing. We bought like 18 houses in that same general area in the next two years. Mm -hmm. So it went from zero to 18, thinking we knew what we were doing. This was like in 2006, 2007. Ooh, I have a feeling where the story is not, I'm not going to like where the story is going. This was not a fun migration right here yeah. at all. Oh. It got real ugly. Like I said, we thought we knew what we were doing. And my husband at the time was rehabbing things. We didn't really have a crew at that point. And he wanted to do it. He wanted to make sure of it. He had one guy helping him. And things were just moving too slowly and way slowly compared to the money because we needed money coming in, which wasn't. We were poorly capitalized, which is what I learned from this whole downfall, which is what happened. We lost everything. We threw another 50K in just on a signature loan because I'm a physician. They gave it to us and that just kind of seemed like it washed away. And then I had to make a decision. Do we keep digging this hole or do we walk away? And I have never quit anything ever. And that was one of the hardest things I mm. ever did is walking away mm. from that. So wait, so did you walked away from all 18 homes? We walked away from all 18. Some were short sold. We lost on all of them. I can't, there's no way we didn't lose on all of them. But yeah. some were short sold. Some were foreclosed on. The whole banking thing was very interesting. I'm even scared to kind of say this out loud even now. But some of those properties kind of got lost in the banking system. They just got mm. lost. Wow. And so we kind of scored on that a little bit. Like, like four or five of them that nobody ever looked for them. They were just gone. Yeah. So anyway, that was very, wow. very painful. My credit score out coming out of that was like in the 500s. There was lawsuits to deal with. Who knew that your mortgage company sued you for not paying? And it was all very interesting. When I made the decision to walk away, I had enough education about real estate to know my credit score is not everything. I can still buy more properties, even if I have no credit. Yeah, We can overcome this. I know I can. I have to make sacrifices. At the time, I had moved to my dream place, Hawaii, and we had been living there for four years. Wow. Had to leave Hawaii, found a job. I looked specifically for a job that was going to pay me a big signing bonus to come on because I wanted to use that money to get back into real estate. And that's what we did. Started over again with smarter people than me. I didn't just do rich dad, poor dad, cash flow 101. I got in the rooms with the smarter people. Yeah. And from there, learned about syndication and learned about impact investing or investing to make a difference in somebody else's life, not just your own. In addition, you know, you do boost your bottom line also. So those are the kinds of things and have even migrated on further to wanting to really help other women invest who don't have the time to do the things that yeah. are required to be a good investor.
My God, Felicia, it's such an amazing story. What I loved the most, of course, it was a tough journey. And I'm saying it as a joke, but it's important. I'm like, you moved from Kansas to Minnesota to back to Kansas to Hawaii. Actually, wow. I went to El Paso, Texas before I went to Hawaii. So <laughs> wow. I usually wear the badge of honor, which is kind of sad that in the last 23 years of my stay in the U.S., I've changed 25 addresses. But you've gone even crazier. You're like, you have done long distance moves. Eight wow. states in my life. That's good. I don't know if I've had 25 addresses, though. I don't tell people the whole story. I was a consultant, so I was moving around anyway. So every time I moved, when I came from India, I literally had a suitcase. I'm like, why am I going to buy a single house or whatever? I'm just going to move with my suitcase. That's really my address for four or five months. Since we have kids, we have definitely changed quite a bit. We've stabilized a little bit. Help me understand, and thank you for sharing the story. I know it's painful to talk about some of these things, but that's really where the key insights are most of the time. It's in the stories of when uh, you had all the reasons to quit, but you didn't. You were about to quit maybe, but something happened and shifted completely, which is always the great part. Why didn't you quit? Because I knew real estate was the way to go to stop trading my time for dollars. I just Mm. knew that that was the right answer and I had approached it wrong. The problem isn't real estate, wasn't real estate. The problem was me and what I knew or didn't know. And that's one problem with physicians. Sometimes we think we know we're the A students in the class. We're the ones we're used to being the one that knows the answer. We're the buck stops here with our stuff. I mean, as hard a lesson as it was, 100% learned. I'm always asking somebody else for their answer. Even now in medicine, I think I'm a better physician because of that. I work part-time still, but I'm even better because I'm even more likely to ask somebody else their opinion on something and what do they think. Right. That's a very humbling experience, right? Because as a physician, I'm assuming you're a type A personality, at least in your practice. When you're with your patient, you kind of know more than anyone in that room. And now you have to be in a position where... You have to ask for information. And then when you're in school, it's very different. But when you're in a professional world, to go back to that stage of learning, and while it's a needed shift, it's not the most natural shift for a lot of people. No, it's not natural. And the thing that has happened is that what I realized, and I know Tom brought it up too, is we are always learning. Even if you're at the top of your game in whatever profession you're in, you know there's something more to learn because everything changes all the time. It gets better. It gets faster. It gets just different. So we always are learning. Even if we are tired of learning, you're always learning or else. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think what they say, what what does Tony Robbins say? Either you're learning or you're dying. So you choose. You choose which one do you want to do. Right? You can choose. Exactly. And why exactly. won't you choose learning? So Okay, so now you're shifted from being a rehab specialist, I'll call you that for a second, uh, to, then, to then going on a syndication route. In a syndication yeah. route, what were you syndicating? Still real estate or something different? No, yeah. At the time, when I first started syndicating, it was the usual multifamily syndicated and invested in a resort property in Belize. Mm, I think those were the things. Apartments, the resort was the one off. But those weren't my thing. I could just feel this isn't okay. I could do it, but it's not my thing. And the one great thing about being in a room with people smarter than you is you just meet people that are smarter than you that know right. a lot more. And I met a guy who was doing residential assisted living, went to his course, <laughs> learned about taking a single family house, 
rehabbing it, making it a community space for elderly where you're going to help take care of them. Yeah. And you're doing well because you make money off of bedrooms at this time and care. And you're doing good because you're helping a senior have a place to live that's really nice. You're helping their family not have to put them in a hospital or institutional type setting. It's just much more home-like. So that was my start into the social impact investing. After mm. that, when I was introduced to a group who's building a grocery store in a food desert in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. And got into help them raise their money for that, got that built. And that one was more of a, we didn't raise a lot of equity capital on that, just a little bit, mostly loans and that kind of thing, because it was our prototype. That store got opened, the partnership fell apart. So now we're working on food access in different ways now. Wow, Felicia, you don't take learning short. I'm like, you jump from <laughs> one thing to another and something that you've never done before. That is amazing. So Felicia, what drives you now? Kind of like where you are, of course, the journey from 2006-ish onwards to now we're sitting in 2013. So over yeah. 17 years have passed. First of all, have you reached your financial goals or whatever you were thinking at that time? Of course, at that, whatever those goals were, you don't have to yeah. share the goals, but how yeah. far are you? How close are you? And how do you look at those goals differently now? I don't have a number goal, but my goal was to not have to do urology full time or at all if I don't want to. And I have gotten to yeah. that. That's so awesome. That was my thing. Now my big thing is that I learned all this and I had all these mistakes and I had to spend this much time and money because education is either you're going to pay for it because you lost a lot of money or you're going to pay for it to keep from losing a lot of money. Somebody's going to yeah. teach you. And now I have these other women physicians or other women professionals who are out and I talk to them. And they're like, but I don't have time for that. I don't know how. I realize I need to get my money in doing something more for than just my 401k, but how? And so I've developed a community, Wealth Builders Community, for these women to come to. And I've spent all the time, I've met, made network connections. I've got great accountants that I've vetted because I don't know about you, but I've had bad accountants too. I've had bad wealth Definitely. advisors. I've had bad Definitely. attorneys. It's all so interesting. Anyway, I've got these folks now on my team that I can help these other women keep from having as many of the problems as I had by joining our community and being able to harness the ecosystem of that community and of yeah. all their minds, the like-minded women in that group to be able to move each other faster and hold each other accountable. Love that. Felicia, you and I are going to be best friends. You know, one of the biggest reasons why, because the investment company that I brand is called Impact Wealth Builders. And you have a nice. community called Wealth Builders, right? I'm like, oh, wealth builders. Wow, that's what are the yes. chances of somebody having such a close name? I was going to say mine's Wealth Build Hers, B-U-I-L-D-H-E-R-S. I even like that name better than Wealth Build Him. That's awesome. So Felicia, what's keeping you going now? Kind of like, okay, where are you with that effort? How can listeners get plugged in? What can we do? It's a needed goal because I think, unfortunately, I'll say one thing. This is my hypothesis. I think a lot of the physicians want to do the right thing, but unfortunately, they're stuck in the world of private equity where the private equities are taking over the hospitals and practices, and it's all becoming about money, so they can't really serve the community the way they want to. So that's probably one yeah. of the biggest reasons why the physicians are now, more and more physicians are not necessarily liking being a physician because it's not the reason they got into it. It was reason to help. Yeah. That reason was taken away from them. 
we could talk about that for another whole conversation, but our healthcare system is not a healthcare system. And we actually do want to help people be healthy. We just don't have time for that anymore. It's more about, yeah. feels more to me about giving out pills, doing surgeries and right. not having that conversation, that connection with our patients. And burnout is huge. I believe one of the things to help prevent burnout is having ideas like, I don't have to do this. When you know you're doing something because you want to, not because right. you have to, I, then it's just a whole nother feeling mindset. And so to have the ability to know that money's coming, if I go to work today or not, I know my family's taken care of. Yeah, It's just a completely different place to be than I have got to put up with these people. I've got to deal with this politics. I've got to do all the things that we do in medicine that's not satisfying because you have no choice. So that is what drives me. It is to give women physicians particularly a choice in how they practice medicine. I love it. Felicia, how can we help? Anybody who's interested, go to moneywithmission.com. You can book a call with me. It is by application. We chat with you, make sure it's a fit, make sure you're ready. If not, we've got some other things for you to go into. And that's it. I'm just push this out, get this podcast out there, as many people as we can listening to it. You and I connect. I'm sure there's some deals you're doing that we can plug some of our folks into. I'm sure. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm all about. Let's just spread That's the wealth. Awesome, Let, Felicia. There's so much for everybody in this world. That's the there is. Thing. I think it's the abundant mindset is probably the most needed in the world anyways, right? Because oh. that's what keeps us all going. As you said, there's enough for everyone. Yep. More than enough for everyone. More than enough. More than enough. More exactly. than enough for everyone. Exactly. I, think, I think you need to do that. So Felicia, we're coming towards the end of our episode here. I'm sorry, the time's a little short. I am a little pressed on time today. Usually I don't get to keep it like 40 minutes. So sorry about that. I'm double booked. So it's my fault. One of the questions I always ask the listeners is, the guest is, if you were to go back to your 20-year-old self, right, what's one insight would you give it to them? The insight I would give to my 20-year-old self is that retirement is not an age. Retirement is a feeling and it is a, the ability to do what you want to do. And so work in a way that would allow you to have the life that you want. And while you're working, you want to be happy with that too. Yeah. And then it was probably my 25s that yeah. I realized that money was a thing. I, I didn't get it before that, but <laughs> <laughs> having it is important. Having it do you, the work is the most important. Completely. You work once, let money work forever and ever and ever for you. Yeah. No, I love that. Felicia, one last question before we wrap it all up, where do you feel the humanity as a whole is migrating towards in the next two to three decades? Okay, I can be my optimistic self or my pessimistic self. <laughs> I'm going with my optimistic self. There you and go. I think that we are be going to come closer together while everybody's different and there's a humanity. It's just it's like all of our difference are going to be less of a problem. They're going to be more of a benefit to everybody and the collaboration that we're going to have, the ability to make the world a better place for everybody through collaborative efforts is going to just make this out of the world beautiful. Completely. Collaboration is the key to begin with for anything, right? So I love yeah. that. Felicia, thank you again for insightful conversation, sharing your life story. I walk away inspired. I'm sure the listeners will as well. Felicia, once again, where can people find you? Please repeat that address one more time and we'll make sure that it's included in the show notes as well. Yeah, moneywithmission.com. There's a bunch of resources on there. There's a book a call button. Don't hesitate to hit that one. And let's have a conversation. I'd love to talk to people. So don't be scared. Awesome. That's true. <laughs> now you've seen she's not scary. Most of us are not. Thank you again for your time. We'll look forward to having you back at some point. 
I appreciate it. Second, take care. My great to other listeners, it is possible that you could defer paying high tax bill by completing a 1031 exchange and invest your real estate capital gains into a qualified replacement property. My friend Ray Dewitt at Bangerter Financials is your single point of contact for 1031 exchanges and tax saving strategies. To learn more, call him at 801-312-9482. That's 801-312-9482. Or visit his website at 1031.bangerterfinancial.com forward slash 1031guy. If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.